Hey, movie fans, welcome back to After the Credits, where we break down the latest and greatest movies, including our favorite scenes, quotes, trivia, and even how we think it should have ended. Grab a bowl of popcorn and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to After the Credits. Again, Dylan and I in Le Dungeon. Hi. Hello. Good to see you, buddy. Um, we are discussing a movie that's going to fit in perfectly to the time of the year and mm-hmm. to the holiday. Um, we are discussing Saving Private Ryan, um, which I, I think you guys have come to expect a little bit of silliness when it, when it comes to us talking about movies and, and us being goofy, which I promise you there will be some of that as well. But this is more of a this. It's, it's hard to joke about this movie it's hard to it's hard. <laughs> dylan don't <laughs> it's 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 i i don't know it, it seems like a more serious uh well, this is subject. a pretty serious movie it's yeah. a, with a serious subject yeah. yeah for sure um but that doesn't mean that we still won't be our goofy selves but um yeah talking about saving private ryan with the great tom hanks directed by the great steven spielberg um so yeah. i guess uh uh, you want to just jump into it? I guess we could just, just yeah. jump into this bitch. Yeah, let's um, do it. So the synopsis, uh, it's a long one. So opening with the Allied invasion of Normandy on t- the 6th of June, 1944, members of the 2nd Ranger Battalion under Captain Miller fight ashore to secure a beachhead. Amidst the fighting, two brothers are killed in action. Earlier in New Guinea, a third brother is killed in action. Their mother, Miss Ryan, is to receive all three of the grave telegrams on the same day. The United States Army Chief of Staff, George S. Uh, sorry, George C. Marshall, is given an opportunity to alleviate some of her grief when he learns that a, four, a fourth brother, Private James Ryan, is, is still alive and decides to send out eight men, Captain Miller, and select members from the Second Rangers to find him and bring him back home to his mother. Um, it's a it's a really cool a really cool storyline a really mm-hmm. cool idea for a movie. Um, we can discuss the I, I mean being a I guess everyone's a son being a son yeah. and having a mother like I I feel like it's a it's a good mission to to have have done whether it it's seems it's honorable or not yeah it's a very very honorable mission and for sure. and any conflict that any sane person would have about this situation um they they discuss that in the movie right? yeah it's oh, f- fully discussed throughout the movie yeah so absolutely um the tagline we have for this one is in the last great invasion of the last great war the greatest danger for eight men was saving one um the i uh, if there's something to be said about steven spielberg is he knows how to write and make a good movie um you can say yeah. that some of his films are a little bit eh, or a little bit uh there's silly, a reason he's one of the greats but though he's gonna go down as one of the greatest directors who ever lived for sure um so for the cast here uh it's pretty stacked um we've got tom hanks as captain miller uh the leader of the second battalion um uh, we got tom sizemore as sergeant horvath he's kind of the second in command of tom hanks uh edward burns let me find out who edward burns is i gotta i gotta remember which character he played riven um, reben yep yeah he's just one of the one of the rangers in the battalion with him um he's uh yep private reben uh barry pepper plays private jackson adam goldberg private mellish mm-hmm. um vin diesel yeah private caparzo um he was directly mentioned or asked for by name uh, from Steven Spielberg, because uh, at the time Vin Diesel wasn't very big, 
but he was asked by name by Steven Spielberg to play in that role. I am Groot. Yeah, I am Groot. <laughs> Groot. Um, Giovanni Ribis, Ribisi. He's the medical. Uh, I like him. Yeah. He, yeah, he's great. He's if you've seen the movie Ted, um, and Ted Two, and Friends, he's been in all of those things. He's the bad guy in Ted. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Dylan. The, with the, with with the, the teddy bear, yeah. yeah, the Family Guy live action. Yep. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> no, I think one of my favorite movies by him, and and I, oh, it's it's the other sister, um, and they. The movie is the other sister. Yeah, I yeah, don't think I've ever seen and that. he plays uh, a mentally challenged. Oh person. yes, okay, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen it, but I know the role, and it's I know the really fucking yeah, good. He's he did, he did a great job in that movie for sure. At least what I saw. Of mm-hmm. it. Um, you've got Jeremy Davies, uh, Corporal Upham. Um, he's the he's the guy who gets called in to to join uh, Tom the Hanks' pussy. crew because he's, he's a pussy. Well, that's he knows, what he is. He knows how to speak German. Yeah, um, yeah that's the only that's reason. The is cause, re- yeah, because because uh, like Captain Miller. Yeah, because Captain Miller's trans translator died. Right, so. he was killed. So so they bring in uh, Corporal Upham, who man, he he becomes very easy to hate. In mm-hmm. this movie, um, yep. and then you've got Matt Damon who plays Private Ryan, uh, the one they have to go save, the last brother that's alive out of the four, um, or out of the, out of the three who were killed. He's the fourth brother that's alive. Um, a few honorable mentions that I was like, oh, I fucking forgot he was in this movie. Mm-hmm. You got Ted Danson, yep, as Captain Hamill. Um, he's just at one of the outposts that they are that they kind of go through and help help lock down on their way to go find uh, Private Ryan. You got Paul Giamatti, same similar mm-hmm. role to, to what Ted Danson played. He's just uh he's a sergeant who is holding down an area. That's where the 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 sniper scene takes place where he uh that's where Vin Diesel dies mm, um mm-hmm. and gets killed. Uh, which is super sad how that how that whole thing went down. Um Is it though? Yeah, man. I mean, like he basically died because he saw a little girl that reminded him reminded him of his niece and wanted to save her. And I get you're in a war. Kidnap her. You. Well, the parents were like take her. The parents were in a in a war torn city, war torn village. Half of their house was blown to shit, and they're like, "You need to take our daughter. Like, get our daughter out of her, out of here. Get her safe." Like, the, obviously, the daughter doesn't want to go, but she's, they're like, "Get her out of here. Get her safe. Okay. Take her to the next village, or whatever." Maybe and I missed the part Vindi- you where have. the parents were like, "Cause like, cause she's like holding on to her dad. Her dad's like pu- pushing her off. Like, take her. Please take my daughter. Please take her. Please, please keep her safe." Okay. And, All right. and Vin Diesel's Justified. like, I can't. Yeah, Vin Diesel's like, I can't leave her, Sergeant. Like, I can't leave her, Captain. She's she reminds me of my niece. I can't do it. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And then like he's out in like the middle of the street when Tom yeah. Hanks takes the daughter and gives her back, and he just gets he gets taken out by a sniper. Right. Okay. And, like, dude, in the middle of the street, Justified. laying there dying, and he like pulls out the letter he's gonna give to his dad, and he's like, he's like, bro, it's got blood all over it. I'm sorry. Make sure to give this to my dad. Uh-huh. And then he dies in the middle of the fucking street. Well, wasn't sad Groot. then. Um, it's sad now. Yeah. Thanks. Bringing it up to you now, it makes it sad. I told you that this isn't a fucking rainbow sunshine coming out of my ass movie. Not at all. It's a sad movie. And then the last person I wanted to bring up, um, which I completely forgot until I watched it. Every single time I watch this movie, I'm like, oh, shit, that's Walter White. I'm like, oh, my God, Brian Cranston is in this. He has a very small role. He's the guy who basically, who, who at the beginning is told, like, hey, these three brothers died. Their fourth brother is fighting right now. The mom's going to get the letters on the same day. And he basically forwards the message on to the guy who makes the decision to send the the um, the second battalion out to hmm. 
to go. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but Brian Cranston, uh, just a random random role. Uh, I mean, this was after. What was the show he was in? Was it Boy Meets World? Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle. Sorry, yeah. Boy Meets World. What the fuck? Yeah, he was in Malcolm in the Middle. This was after that. This was so like his like g- trying to get pre- into the movies. Yeah, this was pre Breaking. So this Bad. was after the Preparation H commercial he <laughs> yes, did. Yes, it was after that. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, that's the noteworthy. Those are the noteworthy, uh, you know, cast members in this. Fucking one. stacked. Yeah, I, it's great. Did it, this? I so they spent millions of dollars just to get uh, people to show up and and do their thing in front of a camera. Did they make millions back? So so to to put it into in, into perspective, how much they spent on the cast. The lowest paid cast member was Vin Diesel, and he was paid a hundred thousand dollars for his part in the movie. Excuse me. Yeah. See, lowest paid, and I mean, so. I didn't check the small bits like Ted Danson and Paul Giamatti, Brian right, Cranston, right. but of the main cast, which Vin Diesel was, the, he was the lowest paid one at a hundred thousand dollars. Jeez. Yeah. So it, I mean, you ask. I could buy my house. You ask about the budget. Um. So, f- uh, for the box office information that I have, the budget was estimated at seventy million dollars, which is low for like a full scale big picture. Considering war film. everything that they did, like, I mean, I mean the sets right. that they, I mean. And the thing, and the thing well, is, like, I guess most maybe of they just go sets, to another set yeah. and then, most, and then tear it down. I mean, this was shot on location in a lot of places. Like, in, they went, th- no they went shit. to Ireland. Yeah, I have, I have it in trivia, but they went to Ireland, a bunch of different places, and shot on location for a lot of these. Um, I'm sure some of the houses that were blown up and torn down and stuff like that, they, you know, they were they were sets. But a lot of this place, a lot of these places were done on location. For, That's one of the things places. that I liked about this movie. Um, is is the scenery. Um, yeah. cause there's some scenes that they're like on a, on a grassy knoll, right? Just, uh, just, I mean, you can see some flowers you and get then a feeling that snap your fingers. It's all foggy yeah. and it's all, it's all dirt. Um, everything's dead around them. It's like been exploded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you get a feeling that they're, that they're literal soldiers march, like mm-hmm. traveling through con- the countryside yeah. during a big war. You get that feeling. And that's another thing that about Steven Spielberg is like, he doesn't. He, he's he's smart about how he does things like and mm-hmm. and that might be why the budget was only 70 million is because shooting on location is cheaper it's just like you're you're only paying for travel that's all you're not paying to huh. build sets you're not paying to you know to to rent out uh studio lots or anything like that you're you're just paying for travel to get the okay the casting that makes there sense and stuff yeah um so yeah 70 million was the budget uh u.s and canada grossed 217 million dollars um, opening weekend in U.S. and sorry, two hundred seventeen million forty nine thousand six hundred three dollars. Opening weekend in U.S. and Canada was thirty million five hundred seventy six thousand one hundred four dollars, um, and then it grossed worldwide eventually at four hundred eighty two million three hundred forty nine thousand six hundred three dollars. So it made. I mean, it. Yeah, I don't need to say it. It. It, it yeah. made so much fucking money. Um, it was released on July twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight. Dylan. Hey. What movies came out around that time? Oh, I've got no idea. Oh, okay. So next thing we'll talk about is, <laughs> I'm guessing you have an idea of what movies came out. Yeah. So we um, on a past episode of uh, After the Credits, we did uh, the Big Lebowski with That's just um, like your with fellow opinion, man. yeah <laughs> with uh, with fellow Synergy Nation Podcast Network um, podcast host Devin of Thoughts and Shots. Yo, Devin. Um, so a lot of these movies are going to sound familiar because um, 
because I just mentioned we did them. We mention them, yeah. Um, but Fear and Loathing also came out that year. Night at the Roxbury, mm-hmm. uh, Basketball, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Blade came out. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done Blade. Um, we just talked about that, didn't we? Had our buddy Isaiah on. We talked about that in the uh, in the, the, the preview episode we just did. Yeah, so cool. um, if you haven't checked that out, go uh, um, when you get a chance. Once that's up, mm-hmm. go check out the the preview episode that we'll do to catch up on what we've been watching and what we've been doing. Absolutely. Um, but um, yeah, that another, was an episode that Isaiah was on. Uh, my buddy Isaiah was on was Blade. Another um, movie that came out in 1998, Rest in Peace, Roy Loyota, uh, was the movie Phoenix that yeah. came out. Ray Liotta, um, man, that just happened two days ago, three days ago. Was it was it this week? Last yeah. week? That just yeah. R.I.P. Ray Liotta, man. That's um. But the uh, the movie uh, Thin Red Thin Red Line also came out. That's yeah. another um, military similar um, type army film. movie. Yeah. Um, but not not much for direct competition. American History X. Um, yeah, that came out. Yeah, uh, because both of those were nominated for Best Picture as well as okay. Both uh, both actors, both main actors in the movie were both nominated for Best Actor as well. Um, Edward Norton. Funny fact that I'll bring up now instead of saving for trivia is Edward Norton and Tom Hanks were both in running for Best Best Actor, um, and Edward Norton was initially offered the role to play Matt Damon's Private Ryan but turned it down to go be in American History X, which hmm. we need to do an episode on American History X as well. I that's that's one of my favorite movies of of all time. Yeah. It's that's a that's a great film. Um so yeah, I mean that's uh, Small Soldiers also came out. I guess that's kind of a military movie. We're going to say that that is in direct competition as well. Who directed <laughs> Are you able to see who directed Small Soldiers cuz I feel like that was a big director as well. What? I mean, it was, it was this pivotal movie for me. I really liked the movie when I was a kid. Oh yeah, I had the action, the actual like light, the actual scale figure action figures when I was younger. What of the small soldiers? Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, the Those director is a, a gentleman by the name of Joe Dante. Yeah, I have no who. I, I have no. He's an American knows. film director. Um, you may know him from Gremlins. And talk about topical. That was a that was a movie that that at the time it came out was protested by a lot of people for the violence and having having kids like playing with oh. violent action figures and okay. showing kids to how to like make and create weapons at their house and stuff like that so um but yeah whatever yeah so yeah th- i mean this uh it didn't have like the best picture th- who ended up beating out this movie was something that I've never seen and I didn't even I didn't even know. So, mm. um, okay, I th- I feel like this should have won best picture because of how great it was. But you know, I, th- there's a reason why I don't vote for those things. That, right, or I mean, I'm not they, asked to vote for those. When things. they made this movie, uh, they knew it was going to be successful. They so, knew. So they I mean, didn't. Um, what? When Steven Spiel- how do you so Steven, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg and Tom Hanks together? Working so, and I have it. I have a little bit about it in the trivia as well. But Steven Spielberg um, made this movie as a tribute to his dad, um, and anticipated it being a passion project and a more independent film um, than a big blockbuster hit. Okay. But decided to put a lot of his own money into making the movie to make it as mm. big, you know, as 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 much of a big budget type movie. I mean, because dude, a budget of seventy million at that time. Is still like in 1998, almost 2000. That is not. No, it's it that's doesn't. not huge. That's and not I, a and major budget. I'm only budget. comparing to what we've talked about budgets right. in, in other movies, and this is a big movie. It's a huge movie. I mean, it didn't t- uh, cast alone. 
It's a it's a very big movie. I mean, making um, half a million dollars. This was a, f- a few years before, like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Like mm. they saved money because they did a lot of practical stuff, like the the mm-hmm. the, the storming of Omaha Beach at the beginning. That's uh, there's there's like no CGI in that. That's all practical explosions. That's should all. We, should we talk about scenes? Yeah, let's do that. Let's get into let's get into some scenes because there's a lot of crazy cool shit there. Say hello to our favorite scene. And now our favorite scene. I mean, my first one is is the opening scene, the Omaha Beach storming of Omaha Beach. They they literally yeah. cast, um, because it was filmed in Ireland on a, on a beach in Ireland. They cast a bunch of Irish amputees to be in that scene to Talk where about fucking practical. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't get much more practical than showing a guy missing a leg with the actor who actually has a missing leg. Right. So you're not putting CG or anything like that in there. Um, the the amputee who's walking around. Um, looking for his blown off arm is a dude who mm-hmm. literally is missing an arm and he just picks up like his blown that, up yeah, arm. Yeah, that part. And that's he's crazy. just like wandering around. Shell shock, completely right? like yeah. delirious of, of where yeah. he's at. You just can't, like, I, I mean, need to that find love, my fucking arm. That level of adrenaline and everything, oh, you can't feel it. No. Um, and, and both scenes in which it's Miller, right? Captain Miller, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. Um, and in both instances, there's two scenes where there's just so much fighting going on. He can't hear anything. You don't hear anything. Everything's muffled. Yeah. And and Miller's just it in a trance. Yep. Um, both of those scenes, I mean, just fucking. You can feel it. Yeah. And it, it absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a testament to the to the sound, the sound editor who who made it who the high pitched ringing uh-huh. that you hear while while he's in that mode and like everything else is drowned out. You don't like. Mm-hmm. There's a guy in front of him literally yelling like Captain Miller, what do we do next? Right. Like what's our next move? And he just he, you don't hear. The guy's voice at all. You just see him, you know, yelling it right. at him. Um, that scene the, alone is one of the, if not the most epic military fight scenes and yeah. battles I've ever and seen. And it's in, in the movie. first, like, it literally starts the movie. The opening scene is is a an oh, old man walking okay. through. Yep, that, you're right. He's walking through the, the That gets overshadowed so quick. It does. It does. <laughs> and and, he, and it, it zooms in on his face, and <laughs> boom, you're thrown into the flashback of the opening battle. Yeah. Uh, the the beginning battle at Omaha Beach, but yeah, it, it basically opens the movie, um, and the, I I've got there's so much the, cool the, stuff with trivia with this, but like that the one thing is, I wanted to mention real quick before yeah. we get off this subject is, um, he's got one of his one of his friends who's like in his squad, um, and he's injured, and Miller don't give a shit. He's he's gonna carry him like he's gonna even though I mean I feel like at that point and if you're in the military if someone gets down like that if they if they get hit. They're fucking done. Oh yeah. I mean, just leave, leave them. Well, but he does. But he doesn't leave this guy. No. He's dragging him. Yep. And then bomb goes off. And he's dragging. And then he like he reli- like he's carrying half of the guy's body. Yep, like a torso. And he and he looks back and he goes and he just kind of like lets it go yep. and then just keeps on walking. That part, um, hit me really hard. Yeah. Um. I just because and you and I neither one of us have any military experience Nothing. whatsoever. And I I have a few family members who were in who are in the military. Yeah. Um, you know, but you and I haven't experienced anything of the sort. No, I think the closest I got was um, one time in college. I thought about being in the Air Force band. Mm. That's it. Yeah. I I, I mean I, I had a thought. I I went into an attic once with uh, with uh, two uh, cans of wasp killer. 
and, and killed a bunch of wasps <laughs> flying at me in the air. That's the only time. And that, that shows how no, ex- how absolute zero experience I have with battle. But like uh, it, my father-in-law um, was a uh, U.S. Marine. And I had a cousin that was Marines as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'd, any any military knowledge and stuff actually. that I know. And yeah, I've got I've got cousins and uncles. Yeah. My, cousin, um, my cousin Eric fought in, or was was in the Marines, um, and then my cousin Jacob was in the Marines and actually fought overseas as well. So shout out to those two. Thank you guys for your service. Um, yeah, thank you. You would know more than I how how intense and realistic um, it, this opening scene was. And that's how much um, I mean. Watching a movie of this, I mean, tears me up. I. And I have, couldn't imagine. Yeah, couldn't like, imagine no, being there. I don't. I don't have. And you know. And I, I'd like to. I. I think that I wouldn't have the wherewithal or the mindset to be able to continue to go through it because you see it in the actual scene. There's a lot of guys who are like I, like just frozen, frozen in fear, cannot well, move, yeah. will not move, can't. They're they're gonna die there. The second and, the second part where um, Captain Miller, mm-hmm. um, you know, like goes in his trance and it's the ringing. Yeah. Um, you look over at Private Ryan and. This is a guy. Private that, Ryan. Uh, yeah. Oh, the brother that dies. No, the brother that lives. The one that that the whole point that they go to save Private Ryan. I don't know if you're talking about the same part. Was is this in the opening scene? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no. This is this is towards the end of the movie. Okay. When oh, where he's when like he's in when he's in like, the trance, right? Yeah. And he's covering his ears. And yeah. He's crying. And he's in the fetal position. Probably how I would be. And this is, <laughs> but this is a guy who has been fighting in this war, and it's who been trained and, and, and who has been like, I'm not leaving. Like, yeah. I know your mission is to come pick me up and, and take me home, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to fucking do it. Why don't you guys stay here and help us fight? Right. And I have I have a, a quote from him that is that's that's like right before that happens um, that encapsulates how he feels about it. But then it mm-hmm. shows with him with how he reacts to that that part. Like it shows how quickly yeah. when you're thrown into that shit. I think things can fucking change. Another scene for me is any scene with the fucking sniper. Um, oh, dude, that, that was Private the second Jackson. one that I had. Yeah, that's yeah. the second one that I had. Um, but go ahead. Um, I mainly because you can tell because of the era, um, you know, World War II, Elvis yeah. Presley, mm-hmm. um, that Private Jackson is a big Elvis fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just how he, he carries himself. But and, yeah. and I'm not uh, a religious man. Um, yeah, I am not learned in the word of the God. Neither am I. However, he says prayers um, yeah. while he's snipering people. Right. Um, which well, I think he is says previously badass. it is. It is. And he says previously that he believes that God put him on this earth to to do one thing, and that's you know that's to be an instrument of death, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, you put me within one mile of Adolf Hitler. That's, he's like, pack yeah. your bags, boys. The yep. war's over. <laughs> like, yeah. That's so fucking badass. Yeah. He's a badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that, the the sniper scene that I had because you brought up that I, like any of the sniper scenes, the one that was my favorite was. Um, and we talked about it a little bit earlier when Vin Diesel gets shot oh, and yeah. the, the yeah. sniper's up in the tower um, and he shoots through the scope of the actual the right. enemy sniper through his eye and kills him. Yeah, that is fucking, fucking nuts. Fucking wild. And how, and I mean, he's such a good, I mean, he's such a... Good marksman. He, yeah. Because uh, he, he was talking to Captain Miller and he goes, well, if I was a sniper, that's right where there. I'd be. Like, he already fucking knew. Like, yeah. already knew where he was at. Snipers, from what I've read and from what I've, from from the little bit of research that I've done, I've done snipers in the military are a different breed of human being. Um, I'm they, a pretty good sniper on uh, Fortnite. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I kill it in Apex. Um, <laughs> if, if you, like, like, I, I don't know if you've seen American Sniper. 
uh, with I haven't no. With, oh, Bradley dude. Cooper, yeah, right? Bradley Cooper. That's a great movie. I'll add it to the list. Um, yeah, if if you get a chance, check that out. But snipers are a different breed of you know, of human, and it's and the the only mo- mainly the sniper movies I've seen are of like newer age, um, more recent you know battles, uh, uh, you know snipers and that. So it's cool to see a World War Two sniper mm-hmm. do his thing, you yeah. know, in a movie and and you know make it just as badass. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, another scene I have, um, which is it's not like a favorite scene. And, and here's the thing: it's like a lot of these scenes aren't my favorite because I enjoy them or because I like them. It's just a good scene. It's it's a great scene. Um, when they're sorting through the dog tags of all the the, Fuck, the yeah. uh, soldiers who were killed, and they're yeah. doing it in front of their of the like, of the of the, the of people their in their soldiers. same battalion. Yeah, the people who they're fighting with. Um, you know, and then the 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 medics. Because they're not just like other Americans, right? No, these are people that they were. They're the brothers. They were brothers right next that they to. fought with. Right. Yes, yes, and and they're they're literally they're like playing games with it. Yeah, and you know, like spit cleaning the fucking dog tags and uh-huh. shit like that. And and the the medic comes up and, um, the guy who was in that movie that you said the what sisters what was it? Oh, the other sister. Yeah, the other Giovanni. Guy, yeah, yeah, Giovanni. Yeah. That's the yeah I'm the saying. medic. Yeah, the medic. He comes up and he like basically grabs him, puts him. Away. He's like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" He's like, "They're they're fucking watching you." Right, they're, like they're walking watching, right they're, there. Yeah, they're watching you count their dead brother's dog tags and making a fucking game out of it. Like, right. Like, get the fuck out of here. And and at the same token, I mean, you're in this fucking war. Like, you, I mean, you just survived the fucking Normandy Beach. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Omaha Beach. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, Omaha Beach. You're you're not mentally. You can you cannot be mentally stable after that. No. Um. So any any joy that you can fucking find, and that's and that's me. Mm-hmm. I fuck around. And find out a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm notorious I, for making a situation that should not be humorous and should not be funny. But I, I, I'm 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 notorious for making it something a little more lighthearted. Right. And I feel but like any, after the tra- traumatizing like events of them fighting on mm-hmm. Omaha Beach and going through the other battles, like that's the one. They're completely desensitized to death. Yep. Completely desensitized to it because of how much they've seen. Mm-hmm. And then two, like. There's something they they have to find some joy in something or right. they're going to lose their fucking minds. Right. And, so and I'm not saying I, I mean, I, I guess why that's why I like it as a, as a yeah. scene as well, because it's it's so realistic. I mean, when right. they were when they were fucking around with the dog tags, I wasn't like, ooh, that's not good. I was like, oh, yeah, like I could see myself doing that. Right. I, I mean, that makes sense. It makes it's logical. And then and then you you start seeing the other soldiers that are walking by just looking like, at them oh, like shit. motherfucker what are you doing yeah but they don't say anything right well because they they're coming back from battle themselves yeah you know right so um giovanni's death um what's oh, his what's fuck, his fucking man. what's his name um i i'll, I'll look it up real like quick the, the actors or the character's name yeah wade medic uh, wade yeah medic wade um when when his death fucking Dude. hit um oh like I, he's calling for his mom like right and and the thing is is he's the medic he's the medic of the group he's the guy and that's so supposed he's, to be fixing everyone right else. he's telling them what to do mm-hmm. um like you got to lift my legs up he keeps he's saying like, how that, big like, is gotta the lift wound? my legs is up. there an exit wound right like how bad yeah. is it bleeding is it my spine like yep. how big is the exit wound yeah, yeah shit dude. like that it's yeah. fucking nuts They're and just like loading him up with, with with and that's that's the part that that Nova gets King. me is he says I I would like some more morphine. Morphine, yeah. And yeah, okay. and they give it to him, and um, 
he's Miller says, give him another. And the soldiers look at him like, fuck, dude, he's fucking gone. Right. Let's not waste the morphine on a guy who's going to be dead. And that's how you know that they care for each other Mm -hmm. um, because he doesn't want him to die in pain and suffering. Right. Just give him some fucking morphine, lighten the blow a little bit. But then, yeah, (sighs) calling for his mom. um, Tears, tears in the fucking eyes. I choked up. I choked up a few times in this movie. That's a sad. It's a sad movie. It's just so hard hitting. Like it's it's just so heartbreaking Uh and hard hitting. It's it's hard to not. It's hard to not get, you know, teary eyed and stuff with it. Um, mm-hmm. The other one that I had, the other scene that I have is the final battle um, with well, they've found Ryan. The only way they're going to get him out is if they survive and help him, you know, help his 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 platoon win this battle mm-hmm. against the, the Germans. and stuff Yeah, to and save the bridge, to save that bridge so they can get him out, get him home to his mom. Um, that final battle is insane. It's that you see the death of, of Tom Hanks's character, which Everybody, in yeah. the beginning of the movie, you see the old man walking through the crosses and going to your classic, like mass soldier. Yeah. Well, it's, it's that the it's the, it's, uh, I'm a very un- uh, uneducated. So, well, it's <laughs> the, 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 that's, that place is near, I believe in France. Um, the Normandy Normandy American Cemetery and Memorial. Um, it's the place that has the rows and rows and rows of of graves um, and crosses for people who died in World War Two. Um, and so at the beginning of the movie, you see him, you see an old man walking through to find a specific cross, um, mm-hmm. and you know he finds it, and then it zooms in on his face. Um, and it doesn't show you what the cro- whose cross it is or what the name on the actual cross. It zooms in on his face, and you're led to believe the entire movie that that is Tom Hanks' character. Because when it zooms in, it zooms into the blue eyes of, oh, yeah, of does, Tom, yeah. Hanks and it's Tom Hanks, and it zooms back out. Then you find out at the end of the movie, Tom Hanks dies, and the old man is Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. And the yeah. reason that he's there is because Tom Hanks saved him. The grave that he's at is at is at Captain Miller's grave, mm-hmm. visiting him. And the, he's, the only reason he's alive is because uh, Captain Miller, Tom Hanks's character, saved him. So, um, but uh, that final battle where uh, Captain Miller dies, and you know, <clears throat> Private Miller or Private Ryan is is saved, and and everything like that is is a crazy like testament to the tactical like to to how to how the planning of the battle makes all the difference in it like how they decide to the the crazy part is like dipping the the socks with the c4 in it in yeah, oil and sticky, sticky bombs sticky yeah. bombs yeah that's how they used to have sticky that's uh, that, right. how they and then, used and to how and how miller grades. says like what well, it's in the manual you didn't read the manual right <laughs> yep yep and then uh yeah it, that's also the scene where you see like um the Upham, Upham basically lets his, uh, lets, what's his name, Private Mellish, lets Private Mellish get stabbed by the guy that Upham let go previously in the movie. Mm-hmm. So there's the, there's the German soldier um, in the, in the movie previously who they had him digging his own grave um, and he's basically begging, the German soldiers begging for his life and, and saying shit like, I love America, like, ooh, Betty Boop, like, I, like trying to relate to them, like, oh, I love the Statue of Liberty. And then finally he's just like, fuck Hitler. Like the Germans like, fuck Hitler. He's saying That's whatever right, he can yeah. say to try to get out of it alive. And Corporal Upham ends up talking the rest of the platoon into letting him live. 
that well, same he guy. He doesn't talk the whole platoon right, into it. Right, yeah, because like most he of talks them want Captain to fucking, Miller into it. Yeah, yeah. most of them want to, wants to kill him, and Captain Miller like lets him well, go. Well, because he just killed fucking his, they, they, they just killed his friend, the medic. Yeah, yeah the so. medic. Yeah, that's the same scene the medic dies. So he talks Miller into letting him go. The same guy that he let go ends up getting into a fight in a building in this final battle with Private Mellish. Um, and they get into this crazy knife fight, and... The entire time listening to this battle, Upham, Corporal Upham, the, the, the journalist, is standing outside the room listening to what happened. Yeah. And knows that he's about to die and does nothing does about it. Does jack shit. Does nothing. Let's him die. So when we said earlier that Corporal Upham is easy to fucking hate, it's because he's... He, he, and, and there's an argument to be made that like he shouldn't have been in that situation anyway. He shouldn't have been thrown into that situation anyway. There's that argument that that's, can be made, but still, you're in the military. That's, you have that's formed the thing. a bomb. You've, yep. you've formed a bond with these, with these other soldiers. You're They've a soldier become, first. Yeah, you're a soldier first, and you let your fellow soldier die with do, without doing anything, um, and then just lets. It, and it, 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 he could have redeemed himself a little by killing the guy when he walks away from him, and walks down the stairs. But he just looks at him and just lets him. Let's him leave and now, let's him walk now out. That was the that was the German. That was the German that they originally let go. I did not know that. Yes, I yes. I knew I knew and that's that he, why I knew and that that's he why when back. he when he leaves and he goes to walk the German leaves and goes to walk down the st- walk down the stairs he sees him and doesn't kill up him because he's like like the, there's the whole mentality of like oh you saved right. my life previously by talking your your captain into letting me go. I knew that. I knew that um, it's it goes to the genius of the directing and the writing of Steven Spielberg. Right. I a, didn't I didn't recognize him then. I reckon right. and, and it's probably because he didn't say anything. Right. I recognized them later when mm. after they won and um and Upham finally stands up from the fucking crater that he's been pissing himself in during the whole fight. He stands up and he starts yelling um, orders in German um, and ordering them to surrender. And because you know, the they Americans put their finally guns got down. the upper hand, right? And yeah, because the their fucking planes flee. came. Um, yeah. And then, and then that same soldier that they let go, you know, says, "Up them, hey, what's up, dude?" And then that's Just when he gets a little bit of redemption, a, bit. a little bit by shooting him right in the fucking chest. Yep. Just blows a hole without right in his saying chest without cavity. saying anything. Just yeah. shoots yeah, him yeah, right in the chest, him. drops him. Yeah. So that final battle had a lot of stuff that happened in it, a lot of crazy yeah. shit. Um, and, it, and, you know, typically I don't like action scenes like that, like those sort of battles. Yeah. Just because it's too much going on. It's intense. Um, not this, not this movie. These scenes, because they had, it had plot. It mm-hmm. had story in it. Because there's a lot. You're right. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of fight scenes that are fight scenes just to be battle or fight scenes. They're just scenes. fighting. They're yeah, just shooting it, it, each let's, other. Like, let's have some action in here. This, the battles told an equal amount to the actual story and the plot mm-hmm. um, as you know, the monologues that the actors were having with each other. That's a, that's a really good, that's right. a really good point. I mean, up them like having to go like up whole story, uh, yeah. you know, being a coward um, up having to go get um, bullets and, yeah, and reload yeah. people. Um, there was the, the one funny, uh, it's f- funny being a little bit subjective, but um, when the, when the two soldiers are in the, they're, they're, they're in that room, they're locked up in that room. There's a hole, and they're shooting the Germans through mm-hmm. this like hole oh, in the yeah, wall. I know what you're and they keep throwing a fucking grenade in there, and they fucking throw it back. Yep. Um. I mean, how many the the number of times that it happens 
is kind of fucking hilarious. Well, and and it's, <laughs> it it adds a lot of suspense to it because it's like if you don't get that grenade back out of that hole in time, yeah, you're dead. You're fucking dead. But yeah, right. they keep throwing that grenade in there and they keep tossing it back out. Um, yeah, and the, the that whole battle, it just it, it's it's a it's a fucking beautiful send off to the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. And I I don't mean to say beautiful as in like it's cool that it happened, like beautiful that it just. It fit the movie so well, and it ended it so fucking perfectly. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean that for for scenes. That's. Do you have any other scenes that you wanted to bring up? No, I think I think we covered my Pretty, favorite ones. Yeah. I want the quotes. You can't handle the quotes. Here's our favorite quote from this week's movie. So I've got a few quotes. We we said uh, previously before we started the episode, I think that there there wasn't a ton of quotes. This isn't a super quotable movie. There's a lot of really cool monologues, but it, there isn't a su- a ton of like you know little quotes or anything like that. But I've I've got a few of them. So yeah, um, I got Captain Miller, uh, Tom Hanks, um, talking to uh, Tom Sizemore, his number two's character. Um, I believe they're sitting in a church um, after they. They helped secure an area. Um, he goes, he better be worth it, man. Uh, he better go home and cure a disease or invent like a longer lasting light bulb. Longer or something. lasting light bulb, right? But, uh, but yeah, that's a that's a that's a good quote from Captain Miller. And the cool thing about Tom Hanks' character is he's a he's a school teacher, so he's a normal human being. He's not like an instrument of war. He's not like somebody who was born to go fight in the military. He was chosen, most likely drafted, in this war to. To go fight and pulled away from his job as a school teacher. So it these some of these quotes show that he's just a normal person. Um, we've got another one that's um, private. A conversation between a Private Ryan and uh, and Captain Miller. He goes, "Hell, these guys deserve to go home as much as I do. They fought just as hard." Captain Miller goes, "Is that what I'm supposed to tell your mother when she gets another folded mm-hmm. American flag?" Mm-hmm. Private Ryan goes, "You can tell her that when you found me, I was with the only other brothers that I had left, and that there was no way I was deserting them." I think she can, I think she'll understand that, and that shows like, like, th- th- and that goes to talk what about we talked what, about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I I mean, because you see both sides of that. Like yeah. he signed up to fight this war, he's gonna fucking he's gonna see it through. Right. Um. I mean, one way or the other, he's he's not gonna he's just he's end. not just gonna bail and and go back just because his other brothers died. Right. But also, I mean, I you've got you've got a lady, you've got a mom. Yeah. Who has lost at that point seventy five percent of what family yeah. um, she has she left husband, at that yeah. time? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's too much. And to to hear that she's got it. I mean, not only did she lose three sons, but to have to find out at the, sa- at the, the same, same fucking time. Yep. Fuck that. No, I I, I get why. No, let's just give her like let's save what we can. Right. Um, well, there was a rule. Um, there was a rule back because this was all like a clerical error. Like the the fourth brother should have never been been fighting in the war because uh-huh. there's a rule that you that if you have a if if you're the only the only son in the family if you're the only son in the family you can't be drafted and you can't go into the the mm-hmm. ba- back in the day you can't go to war. And that's because they want somebody to be able to carry on the namesake, to right. carry on your namesake. Yeah. So this was more than just like she can't lose her uh, her last son. This was like, oh, shit, he shouldn't even be out here fighting in the first place. Mm-hmm. We need to get him home so that the namesake of this family doesn't die. Right. Um, 
which kind of this i mean this all kind of goes into one of my favorite quotes um of the movie it's more of how fucking perfect um it's your favorite right it's it's and it's more of a monologue it's a little bit longer um but it's it's hovarth um who says i don't know part of me think that the kid's right he asks what he's done to deserve this uh meaning like why does he why does he, get why does he deserve to get to go home yeah. um he wants to stay here fine uh let's 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 leave him and go home but then another part of me thinks what if by some miracle we stay and then we actually make it out of here someday we may look back and decide that saving private ryan was the one decent thing we were able to pull out of this whole god-awful shitty mess that's such a good fucking quote and it was hard for me because I, I, I had to think. I, I thought of it, yeah. um, and then I laughed. Um, there's a skit in Family Guy <laughs> when <laughs> they're like Peter Griffin from Family Guy is in the movie theater, and they say the line of the movie title. Ah, he, uh, said, he, he said, said Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's fucking, that's what happened. Right. Um, so I laughed and thought of that. But then of immediately course. after I laughed, then I, I started thinking, like, that's, that's fucking beautiful. It is. I mean, I don't know. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's it it, it brings the whole aspect. It because it, the entire time, I guarantee you, the audience was split. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like man, they're they're taking these eight dudes to go save this one guy, risking their life to go save this one guy, and then there's people like, well, just like we discussed, like it, it's the last it's the last son to their namesake. Um, the mom cannot have all four of her children with no husband being killed. Like yeah. the the audience, I'm sure, was somewhat split, and that that monologue itself brings both arguments into play, um, and then sorts it out as like, hey, this is the right thing to do. Like we, mm-hmm. we should be doing it. So yeah, it's that's a perfect a perfect quote. Um, I got a, a the conversation we we talked about it a little bit ago with with Private Jackson, the sniper. Captain Miller goes, Ryben, pay attention. Now, this is the way to gripe. Continue, Jackson. Jackson goes, well, I mean, by that, sir, is if you was to put me and this year's sniper rifle anywhere up to and including one mile of Adolf Hitler with a clean line of sight, sir, pack your bags, fellows. War is over. Amen. Like it's that a badass line. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Pack your bags, boys. We're going home. Yeah, like, and he's like, got he that southern draw him. to yeah, him too. Right. Yeah, I tried to do it, but I'm not as good at the <laughs> at the southern draw. But yeah, like that's that's such a cool fucking great. You know, that's a, that's a great line, and that really shows how cocky and how mm-hmm. like how sure of himself he is. Um, another one that I had, um, and then and then if you have any more, we'll get to. We, yeah. you can have you can say him. Um, Captain Miller's talking to Sergeant uh, Horvath. Do you know which one that he was? Horvath. I th- I think that is that Sizemore. Yeah, it was. Top, top, talking to his second in command, basically. Yeah. Um, and he goes, "You see, Captain Miller goes, you see, when when you end up killing one of your men, you see, you tell yourself it happens so that you could save the lives of two, or three, or ten others, maybe a hundred others. Do you know how many men I've lost under my command?" Sergeant Hovarth goes, "How many?" He goes, "94." Without skipping a beat, by the way. He goes, yeah. how many? And boom, 94. Um, he, so he answers 94. He goes, but that means I've saved the lives of 10 times that many, doesn't it? Maybe 20, right? 20 times as many, and that's how simple it is. That's how you that's how you rationalize making the choice between the mission and the man. So, you know, the whole idea of war is like, like and the whole idea of, not the idea of war, I'm sorry, but the 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 way that these people are rationalizing, getting through the fact that they have to do what they need to do, is like okay, this guy dies, but how many have how many more have I saved because this guy dies? Yeah. That mentality is what Captain Miller is talking about when talking about how difficult it is. 
um, to to see one of your men die, and and to know that that man gave his life to save however many other lives, you know, in the future or something like that. So um, that's a that's a pretty when when I'm working line. I I and and maybe I bestow this responsibility upon myself, and I don't need to. Yeah. It is completely unwarranted, but. Um, say, say someone I work with needs to get off at a certain time yeah. and I can't make that happen. Like something comes up, they don't get off on time right. that they need to, like they had a planned thing they yeah. need to get off work for. And I made decisions that led them down a path that they don't get off on time. Um, I get very upset mm-hmm. with myself. Yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine someone losing their fucking life right, dude. over decisions that i made um that's fucking unbelievable and to be and to 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 be thrown into that position after being just a school teacher not having it be like that that was your life beforehand that you were yeah. trained and conditioned yep. to be to have that responsibility and have that have that yep. you know task uh, placed upon you like that's you were just thrown into that after being a school teacher it's yeah fucking mind-blowing how it's the, the military yeah it's fubar <laughs> right. that's 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 one of my one of my favorite lines because up them like i i looked up throughout fubar, the entire time yeah <laughs> i looked up fubar in the german dictionary and i don't, I don't see it anywhere right <laughs> so good fucked up beyond all recognition that's right um, um one of my favorite you know back and forths mm-hmm. um for quotes is miller and the first private ryan um yeah. james francis ryan of iowa yes sir Patron Iowa, that's correct. What's this all about? Your brothers were killed in combat. Which 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 ones? All of them. <laughs> it turns out it's the wrong, wrong, wrong James Francis yeah. James Francis Ryan um, of Iowa. It yeah. turns out there's more than one. No, so so it wasn't Iowa. I think it was Minnesota. I think that the because was he, it because uh, I think he just asks him his first and last name. He goes James Ryan, and he goes yeah. Okay. And he's like, I'm sorry to tell you this, son, but your your brothers have been killed. And he starts to cry and everything. Right. Everything. And he's like, he's like, how are they killed? And he goes, they were killed in action. And he's like, that's that's not possible. He's like, my my brothers are in grammar school. Right. And he's yeah. like, James Francis Ryan. He's like, no, James Patrick oh, Frederick or, or yeah, some something shit. like that. Yeah. yeah, James Patrick Ryan or whatever. And he's like, he's like of Iowa. And he's like, no, of Minnesota. Okay. And he goes, okay. oh. And he's freaking out and everything. And he's like, he's like, your 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 brothers are fine. I'm sure. Okay, he's that's like, right. I need to call my then, mom. I need. Yeah. Right, right. I need, and then and then he starts saying, I need to go home. Right. Um. Yeah. But then when he gets to the actual um, private Ryan, yeah, he, he he's very specifically like first, James middle, Francis lame, Ryan, Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> right. So he doesn't make that fucking mistake again. Um. I yeah. mean, could you imagine if? <laughs> they get all the way through that movie at the very they're on the bridge and then they find out that he's like you're, he's like james francis ryan he's like no james frederick right. ryan like that's he's like wait <laughs> what <laughs> this whole thing we've done uh, this and you're not the right person um get a get, load of this guy yeah this fucking dude <laughs> did you uh do you have any other quotes i have one more that i want to end it with no end it okay so the last quote i have um is is one of the last lines in the movie um between Private Ryan and Captain Miller, uh, weakly mutters something after being mortally wounded. Well, Captain Miller weakly mutters something after being mortally mm. wounded. Private Ryan leans in a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. What was that, sir? Captain Miller goes, James, earn this. Earn it. And that's it. Just it's how much was sacrificed and how many people were sacrificed and killed. 
so that so, you could go home and the, so that we could, you know, that you can you can be with your mother and, and that, you know, this mission wasn't a complete failure. Earn this. And it's, uh, so, you know, it's it's not something that's I, like, oh, you know, you're welcome for doing this for you. It's like, no, motherfucker, like we sacrificed all this. Don't let it be a waste. Don't let it is be that, Is that what he's saying? I feel like it. Yeah. I mean, because I'll be honest, I don't understand it. Really? Um, I I feel like it's like, like make sure that the rest of your life is not a complete waste of time because of what we've sacrificed to make sure that you live. I feel like that's what's being said. And that's why at the end of the movie, um, when he's old again and mm-hmm. he's at the, at the cemetery, he looks to his wife and he says, now tell me I've earned this. Yep. Yep. Dude, I just got chills. I'm not fucking crying. You're crying. I just got. I just got fucking goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. That's it's it's a, it's such a good fucking movie. It's such a good movie. Um, so yeah, I mean, for for quotes, it, God, it it just ties it and ends it so. Mm-hmm. You are a little teary eyed. Fuck you. <laughs> it ties it together and ends it so fucking well. Um, but that's what I got for for quotes. You you don't you yeah. got nothing else. So we're good. No. Um. So death count. I don't know if it was in Ugh. bad taste to do death count, but I'm doing it. Um. So. How many on-screen deaths were shown in this movie? Oh, fuck. And just a hint, it is not as high as you think, as you would think. I'm going to say 90. Okay. So it's higher than that, but not oh. but not like I mean, people who would see this movie like th- a thousand. Like, yeah. oh, th- 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 right. There's a ton. So the total final death count after going through and looking at it and and looking it up was 243. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the thing to consider is like this isn't uh, the whole war. I mean, these right. are small, specific battles right. throughout. Exactly. Um, do you want to do trivia, or would you like to do ranking? Let's do. Let's do trivia. Okay. So let's get into trivia. Okay, so Steven Spielberg cast Matt Damon as Private Ryan because he wanted an unknown actor with an all-American look. He did not know that Matt Damon would win an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting in 1997 and become an overnight star just before the film was released. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, the Omaha Beach scene cost $11 million to shoot and involved up to 1,000 extras, some of whom were members of the Irish American or sorry, our Irish Army Reserve. Of those extras, 20 or 30 of them were amputees issued with prosthetic limbs to play soldiers who had their limbs blown off. All the principal actors, except for Matt Damon, underwent several days of grueling army training. Damon was spared so that the other actors would resent him and would convey that feeling in their performances, which showed on screen. Like they, they, they definitely had some resentment towards him because of how many lives were how many of their friends and, and you know, soldier, fellow soldiers had died going to going to save him. Um, so, so it showed on screen. Um, this is what I was telling you earlier about uh, the t- about mm-hmm. Sizemore. Um, so Tom Sizemore was battling drug addiction during his production. Real bad too, like heroin and and Yikes. yeah, heroin, meth, stuff like that. Um, but he was battling drug addiction during the production. Steven Spielberg gave him an ultimatum. That he would be that he he would be blood tested on the set every single day of filming, and that if he failed the test once, he would be fired, and the part of the sergeant would be recast and reshot with somebody else, even if it was the last day of production. Sizemore agreed ag- agreed and managed to pass all of his tests. Unfortunately, he would relapse into drug abuse several times later in his career. I, I, ironically, 
He played a DEA agent in Point Break in 1991. <laughs> that um, is kind of ironic. Yeah, it's it, the definition of the word. Um, when Captain Miller tells the rest of the unit that it, what he does for a living back home, his speech was much longer in the original script. Tom Hanks, however, felt that his character wouldn't have said so much about himself, and he told the director, Steven Spielberg, so. Spielberg agreed, and the speech was shortened, which, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really short speech that he says. Um, so it, it, it had been cool to hear the longer speech just to, to know what it was. Uh, let's see here. So many veterans on, of D-Day congratulated director Steven Spielberg on the film's authenticity, as did James Doohan. I don't know who Doohan. Oh, who is best known for portraying Scotty in Star Trek? Doohan lost his middle finger of his right hand and was wounded, wounded in the leg during the war. Also, he participated in the invasion of Normandy on June 6, 1944 at Juneau Beach, where the 3rd Canadian Infantry Division led the attack. He commented, he commended Spielberg for not leaving out any gory details, and he fucking didn't. That's, it's one of the most gory uh, battles I've ever seen in a, in a military movie is at the beginning for Omaha yeah. Beach. Yeah, for sure. So when the camera shakes, this is funny. When the camera shakes during explosions, Steven Spielberg used drills like hand drills attached to the side of the camera, which he which were turned on when required. While shooting with this effect, the crew's photographer let Spielberg know that there was a shaker lens for cameras. Spielberg <laughs> said in an interview that he thought he'd invented a great new technique <laughs> when in actuality there was already a. Uh, that's great. Uh, yeah, and that's that's game. where we're at in life now. Like you think you have a good idea, well, it's already been like, thought bro. Of. There's already something that does that. You don't need to. You don't there's need. There's an app it. for that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, the film was blocked by the censor board of India for too much violence. The board demanded cuts from the Steven Sp or cuts that Steven Spielberg d declined to make, and instead he just decided to not release the movie in India at all. That would have been a huge cut. Like he would taken a yeah. big hit with. Uh, he didn't care. He would have taken a big hit with money for that, but. He well, goes, like you said before, is a passion project. Exactly, exactly. So realizing the, serious of the seriousness of the situation, the then Home Minister of India saw the movie himself and impressed, ordered it to be released uncut. Um, the Omaha battle was filmed in sequence over a four-week period, moving the action up the beach shot by shot and day by day. Steven Spielberg claims that none of it was, a storyboarded, uh, was storyboarded in advance. So... On the day of sh this is so fucking impressive, impressive on the day of shooting, they were making up what was going to happen throughout the scene and throughout how? the sequence. How a master of their fucking art, like somebody who knows how to make movies and how to get that shit done. Um, it's it's so impressive because usually you you go into it, you have storyboarded out what what the scene's going to be, what's going to be happening, what special effects are going to be yeah. where. And you plan for everything. And you plan for that. But he's going in on the day of shooting or week of shooting and they're like, "Okay, what what would be cool to happen here?" It's like, "Oh, we'll have a guy wandering around looking for his arm. <laughs> have have Tom <laughs> yeah. Hanks pulling a guy by his by his tactical vest up the up the beach and then have him blown up and then he, it's only half a body." Like on the spot thinking of that shit. It's fucking crazy. Um, Steven Spielberg is on record saying that even if the film had received an NC-17 rating, he would have released it uncut anyway, which would have been another huge loss for money um, mm -hmm. for, for him. Cinemas were instructed to up the volume when they showed the film as the sound effects played such a crucial part of its overall in its overall effect. I love when directors do that. Matt Reeves when, for the yeah. Batman, he, uh, he, he instructed that the, the lights in the theaters had to be at a certain level that the uh, the volume had to be at a certain level and the uh, the color scheme of the uh, set on the actual projectors had to be at a certain level for the Batman. 
Really? Yeah, he's he's like it, he's like that's how I made it. That's how it was directed, and that's how it was filmed. They won't get the at the true aspect of the movie if it's not shown huh. that way. Yeah, that's kind of neat. It's cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, in the German dubbed version, one of the actors who was a German veteran of the Normandy invasion dropped out and had to be replaced due to emotional realism of the film. Um, that's good. I, well, it's it's sad. Is what it is. I mean, it's the the guy couldn't do his job, yeah, because of how vivid the memories are were of the actual war to him. Um, so, uh, this is the last film edited on a non digital editing system to win an Academy Award for editing. So this was somebody who this wasn't digital editing on a computer. This was somebody going in by hand and editing the film, um, which is so f- again so impressive. This film, losing out to Shakespeare in Love in 1998 for the Best Picture Oscar, is often named as one of the greatest Oscar controversies in the history of the award show. Many industry people attributed the latter's win to its producer Harvey Weinstein incessantly lobbying for this movie with Academy, of Vo- with Academy voters while attacking this film for its historical inaccuracies. So another uh, fuck you to Harvey Weinstein, you pile of shit. <clears throat> Shakespeare in Love, get the fuck out of here. Um, the Department of Veteran Affairs uh, set up a special 800 number um, to help the hundreds of former soldiers who were traumatized after seeing this film. So they specifically set an 800 number up for soldiers who have seen this film that were affected by it that they could call and talk about. That's pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's wild for sure. Um, Steven Spielberg requested no one gain admittance to the movie once it had already begun, just as Alfred Hitchcock did during the release of Psycho in 1960. Um that's cool too. Uh, it, it it just takes away or it makes sure that everyone's focused in the theaters on that movie for the entire time. Mm-hmm. Aside from all the I- intensive exercises, the actor actors boot camp involved camping in soaking wet conditions, only being allowed to call each other by their characters' names, and boot camp sur- supervisor Dale Die referring to them as turds the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton turned down the role of Sergeant Horvath uh, because he did not want to film the Normandy beach scenes due to a phobia of water. What a bitch. Um, oh, no shit. Yeah. A, a phobia of water is is the reason why he turned down probably would which would have been the biggest role that he's ever done. Yeah, I think he would have been good, too. Yeah, he probably. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Steven Spielberg personally held and operated the camera from camera for many shots during the Omaha Beach battle, which is awesome. <clears throat> How many barrels of fake blood do you think were utilized in the opening battle scene? And just the opening scene? Yes. 100. 100. Okay. 40 barrels, which is so much. That's still a lot. Yeah. Uh, 40 barrels of fake blood were utilized in the opening battle scene. Barrels? Big old, probably oil like barrels of, of Jesus. fake blood. I mean, a gallon will is go a, that's a, a lot. Ton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Military historian and author Stephen Ambrose, at a special screening of the film for him, had to ask for the screening to be halted 20 minutes in, as he couldn't handle the intensity of the opening. After comp- uh, sorry, after composing himself outside for a few minutes, he was able to return to the screening room and watch the film to its conclusion. This was the highest grossing film in 1998 in the U.S. It was also the last R-rated film to lead the yearly box office until American Sniper did so in 2014, which coincidentally also had a military theme. Hmm. <clears throat> Edward Norton was offered the role of Private Ryan. We talked about this earlier. Was offered the role of Private Ryan, but turned it down to work on American History X. Instead, both he and Tom Hanks would eventually comp- compete against each other for the Academy Award for Best Actor in 1999, but neither won. Uh, Roberto B- 
Benigni, Benigni, Benig, okay. Uh, that dude <laughs> won for uh, Life is Beautiful in 97. Mel Gibson and Harrison Ford were both considered for the role of Captain Miller before Steve uh, Steven Spielberg casted Tom Hanks. I think they both would have been great in that role, too. Um, especially Mel Gibson. I think he would have been fantastic in that role. But Tom mm-hmm. Hanks is Tom Hanks is God. He he was great in that. So, is this the first movie we've done with? No, we did Forrest Gump with yep. Molly. Yep, we did Forrest Gump for sure. Um, Captain Miller's hand is often showed shown shaking throughout the film. Parts cut from the original script suge- suggests that this is a physical symptom of post traumatic stress disorder (PTSD) from fighting in the war. <clears throat> really? Mm-hmm. I yep. always thought it was um, just like some sort of Parkinson's, Parkinson's or some shit. Or so, yeah. After completing this movie, Steven Spielberg was inspired. This is cool. Was inspired to create the video game Medal of Honor in 1999 for the PlayStation One system, under the DreamWorks video game division, distributed by Electronic Arts. Spielberg, we'll do that one again. Spielberg is credited as a consultant and producer on the game, and Captain Dale Die, the military consultant on the film, was also the consultant on the game. In the wake of this film's success and influence, the game went on to become a huge seller for the PlayStation console, resulting in numerous sequels, including Medal of Honor Frontline 2002, which features a D-Day opening similar to the one in the film. For the death of Private Fallon, stuntman Mark Cass performed an industry first, a sideward air ram explosion that propelled his character sideways through a glass window. No wires or assists were used for this stunt. So this dude, straight up, thrown sideways, is thrown up in the air and then blown sideways through a, a window with zero with zero help or zero assistance. Um, I don't know how they did that or how he survived, but it was, it was fucking crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, and this was the first DreamWorks Pictures film to gross the $100 million mark. Uh, guess who else was, you'll, ne- I don't, I would, I'll give you $500 if you can guess who else was considered to play the role of Private Ryan. Private Ryan? Yes. Um, other than Edward Norton? Other than Edward Norton. Ben Affleck. Neil Patrick Harris. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he was considered for the role of Private Ryan, but ended up giving it to, uh, they ended up giving it to Matt Damon. Um, Ben Affleck would have been good too. Go check Especially out the then. yeah. Go check out the episode of Dogma with uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. No. Also, check out uh, if you get a chance the uh, other podcasts available on the Synergy Network. Uh, Synergy Nation. Synergy Network. Nation Network. Um, when you get a chance, a lot of cool stuff on there. If you don't like ours, you will find something that you do like <laughs> on there. Um, um, yeah. But also listen to ours. Yeah. So. Website is synnation.net. S y n nation dot n e t. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get back to the trivia. Ranked number eight on the American Film Institute's list of ten greatest films in the genre epic in two thousand eight. It was voted number one greatest war film in UK's poll in two thousand five. It is ranked number ten on the American Film Institute's one hundred most inspiring movies of all time. This was the first movie to be rated NC seventeen in Singapore. Hmm. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. So that is what I have for trivia, Dylan. What do you have for your ranking of this film? Ranking? Um, Yo. 8.3. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's a Why? really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. What What say you? 
Okay. Very that's close. I think that's the closest that, that we've, we've ever, ever been. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Usually we're a little bit off. Um, but yeah, 8.5 out of 10. It's my favorite war film. I, there's not another... I mean, Tropic Thunder, I guess, could be considered another another war film, um, which is yeah. completely different type of war film, but another good one. But this is my favorite like serious war film. Uh, the cast is perfectly chosen from... Uh, Tom Hanks to to Sizemore to Matt Damon, Vin Diesel, all of them, um, and I think it's one of Tom Hanks' best films that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's <clears throat> so yeah, that's gonna be my ranking. Um, which at that point brings us to the end of this episode. So yeah, Dylan, is there anything else you want to add about this this episode? I, I have a question. Um, I might have an answer. Because we haven't done this in a bit, yeah. but would you change how the movie ended? I would have definitely made it to where uh, Hank's uh, Captain Miller probably survived. It would See, have been... <clears throat> I, I asked myself the same thing, mm-hmm. um, but then the ending doesn't hit as hard. Right. Yeah, and I, I completely agree. And I the, the reason I say that is solely because... It broke my goddamn heart when he did. Yeah, that is that is the main the main reason that I that I said that. Um, also, the and, and again because of how much it broke my heart, the whole Upham letting his his soldier buddy Fuck die, you, Upham. letting his soldier buddy die was uh, another thing that I would have changed about it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, other than like honestly, this is one of those movies that we've talked about previously that. I I think it was ended well. I think it was ended perfectly, yeah. and it tied everything together really, really well from the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie to the end. So, is there a different way that you nope. would have? Good man. Not not a single not fucking a, thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean the the ending note. Um, I mean the resolution was there. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was a really good note to end on. It didn't it didn't end you with it didn't end it with questions. It didn't end it with you nope. feeling like you didn't have a completion. It left you completely satisfied. The only thing that I guess I didn't understand until um, today, right now, um, was the earn of this. I didn't yeah. understand um, because uh, what I felt was that he was implying that he has not earned anything yet. And it's like, uh, fuck you. He's been fighting right next to you this yeah, whole fucking time. Okay. He, he's earned it. He's, yeah. he's doing okay. I'm glad that I can clear that up for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't think I, re- I other than the, the selfishness of just not wanting to yeah. see Hank, Tom Hanks die. And, right. And I feel like it was done done very well. So I think this was a perfect episode um, to put out right around uh, Memorial Day. Yeah, absolutely. And anyone who listens to this who might be <clears throat> former military or current military, thank you so much for your service. Thank you. Uh, we, we appreciate everything that you do. Thanks, Patrick. For this country. Um, and it's uh, it's 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 appreciated. So um, if you like the episode, give us a like and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't like the episode, uh, don't give us a review. Or No, still give us a review. review. I'll take it. I'll take a negative You'll review. You'll take a negative review? Fuck, okay. I'll take any of them. That's By the true. way, I looked it up. Um, we have eight written reviews. Um, and a written review, that's the only way we'll be able to... Um, that's the only way you can be entered into win a movie poster. We said it in the preview episode. If you have an Apple product that you listen to the podcast on, please go to... Apple podcast, leave a uh, review for us, a written review, say something nice about us or something bad about us. We'll take it either way. Um, but uh, once we get to 20 reviews, <laughs> we'll take it either way. I'll take it anyway. Um, once we get to 20 reviews, which we're at eight right now, 
we will select one of you guys to receive an actual legitimate movie poster from a movie theater, one sent out by the actual production company yeah. to be uh, to be displayed at movie theaters, So, um, which is pretty cool. Um, and if we don't get to 20, I'm going to put it up in my room. So uh, if you if you don't get it, I'm going to get it. So, yeah, uh, leave us a review. Um, let us know if you have any suggestions for upcoming episodes. Have a good Memorial Day. I love all of you, and thanks so much for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review to get yourself entered into a chance to win a real-life movie poster. Thank you again to the men and women who have fought for our freedom, and we wish everyone a safe Memorial Day. We love you more than Captain Miller loves his wife pruning her rosebush. That's a wrap. This has been a Synergy Nation Network podcast. Shows for those with passion. Visit us online at sednation.net.